you son of a bitch. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Welcome to the Real Pill Podcast. This is your host, Kelsey Loisel. I don't know why I'm talking like a flight attendant now. <laughs> That's okay. Keep that energy up. I like that. Let's keep that rolling. With me today, if you look to your right and your left. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, if you look in the center... <laughs> You'll see me. If you look to the right or left, I'm not there. That's what I was getting to. Mm, okay. Actually, if I'm, they look in front of them, mm. they won't see you either. Why not? Because you're in front of me right now. <laughs> and when they listen to it, it'll be in the past. You do understand that time is a flat circle, right? It's not. It jumps all over the place. So you're saying you could be in front of them right now? I am in front of them right now. Erica. Tell me, is Mark in front of you right now? She's all, she's not her head. Yes. <laughs> uh, Who are you, Mark? <laughs> you son of a bitch. I know. Managing editor and writer of ScreenGeek.net. Oh, I did it backwards again. <laughs> Fuck! Mark Salcedo, managing editor and writer at ScreenGeek.net. <laughs> One of these days, I will get it right. You know what I should start doing? One of these days, you're going to be like, Hi, my name is Kelsey Lois. I know. I'll be like, hi, my name is Screen Geek. Uh, I'm the Mark Salcedo with the managing editor and writer. (laughs) .net. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. We have the ability to be found on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Yes. At The Real Appeal. Two E's in real. Uh, You can email us at therealappeal at gmail.com. If you could please review us on wherever you listen to us make fools of ourselves and um, our segments are our recent review of Prey, a variety time. Predator was a novel. Uh, Geriatric cinematic. Predator. 1987. Or or as (laughs) the best year ever. Or or as your your title, (laughs) the title of the episode says. Predator. <laughs> yeah. We watched Predator. 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 Yeah, we're careful of them Predators out there. <laughs> uh, Mark, what is our terpic? It keeps bleeding, so let's keep killing it. Mm. Ding, ding. That's a conundrum. How so? Because you have to keep killing it, so like, you never really killed it if it's still bleeding. That yeah. means you suck at killing things. I, I didn't claim to be an expert. You know, I it, honestly, when I when I wrote that in for for the terpic, I thought of my boss. I don't know my boss. I almost <laughs> thought you said I thought of my balls. Not of my balls. <laughs> no, of my not my not my current boss, but the last manual labor job I had, mm. um, which was a delivery driver uh, for a plumbing company, and the. My my the manager of the store that I worked at was was a was a real asshole. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, he's one of those individuals who would say I'm the least I'm the least racist person you'll ever know, which that is the exact opposite of of what that means. Is he the one who reminded you of the cartoon character Yosemite Sam? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, but he and, and he's not the only one who has said it because I've heard this before. But whenever I think of this phrase, I always think of him. Um, he said his his uh, opinion on women is 
uh, I don't believe anything that bleeds for five die five die five days and doesn't die. Okay, well, that's a very specific number, and I bleed for seven. Or I mean, he might have said seven, and I'm dying inside. So. <laughs> I think. Well, I mean, in the whole Buddhist monk kind of Tao thing, we're all we're all slowly dying. You know, I told Cameron that earlier. <laughs> well, you don't trust anything that bleeds for seven days. No, no we were on our way back from McDonald's, and uh. she said something. I don't remember what. I'm like, did you know that we're dying every day? And she goes, every time we breathe, we reset the timer. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, no, actually, every time she every time she breathes, actually, every time you do breathe, you're kind of killing the earth because you know how you're what well, you're essentially breathing out. Uh, carbon dioxide or something like that. I, I don't. That I, I guess don't. that would be a thing if trees and algae didn't exist. Yeah, but see, we're obviously there's an overpopulation problem. You know, we're we're just numbing up all the resources, and the the trees and algae can't keep up. Well, we're gonna be long dead by the time that happens. Yeah. So, I guess you can say to the trees, we are the predator. You know what? What? Based on very that proud of that joke. Honest, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Based on mm-hmm. that honest trailer you showed me. Oh, for Predator. We're already having a problem. How so? That's why they were all looking at the trees. Oh, for most of the movie. I know, right? They were like, "Oh yeah." Or, or like uh, M Night Shyamalan's movie, his uh, movie from the uh, mid to late two thousands. Um, I'm sorry, mentally aughts. Um, what's it called? Uh, the Happening? Did you ever see that? No. Okay, I'm going to spoil The Happening. Okay. Okay. And I'm going to do this because that movie's... F- Awful. Fuck that, fuck that movie. <laughs> um, what was killing all the people? The, tr- the trees. The trees were fighting back. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> He's what happens when you think too hard about a story. Or, or he, when you try too hard, it's funny. He's kind of like wrote himself into like a permanent quarter in his career, mm-hmm. where like whenever there's a new Shyamalan movie comes out, everybody's like, "All right, where's the twist? What's gonna be the twist?" Mm-hmm. And like, he kind of did that himself. <laughs> <laughs> there was one in old. A twist? Yeah. yeah. There's always like, what's the twist? Every single thing. But um, that one wasn't bad. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. That bad. It wasn't amazing but it was pretty good yeah it was it was good it was good yeah 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 i remember we gave it some pretty good reviews i don't know if i would re-watch re-watch it though nah um i just keep thinking about the word predator her <laughs> it's so ridiculous predator predator <laughs> okay right. yeah you want to hop into a review yeah all right what are we, what are we reviewing our recent review because it's the one that is the most recent, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> is Prey. Why do you want to hunt? Because you all think that I can't. I saw a sign in the sky. I'm ready. Maui, Nita.
in recent news, I have fucked up Bra- uh, Mark's brain even more. Because <laughs> now he can't stop saying prey to dirt. <laughs> That's a weird synopsis for prey. I know. <laughs> the synopsis of prey is Naru, a skilled warrior from the Comanche Nation, fights to protect her tribe against one of the first highly evolved predators to land on Earth. Directed by Dan Trachtenberg. It's written by Patrick Eisen. It stars Amber Midthunder, Dakota Beavers, and Dan DeLiegro. Dane. Oh, Dane. Dane DeLiegro. Dane DeLiegro. Um, so here's a bit of information I found out about uh, Prey. Dan Trachtenberg, what he wanted to do for the marketing is he didn't want to show the Predator at all. Mm-hmm. Like, in, in the trailers of nothing. Mm-hmm. He wanted to be like, the first time you experience this movie, that's when you know it's a Predator, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, marketing like it, in the marketing world it wouldn't have like he couldn't do it because they had because the studio has to sell this movie they gotta mm-hmm. make they gotta build up interest and stuff like that plus you know as soon as, soon as this movie if that did happen as soon as the movie was released it would have gotten out there like 30 seconds as the movie ended boom it's a predator movie da, 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 and it's kind of ruining it for everybody mm-hmm. so they're like all right fuck it we'll just show it as it's a predator i get what he's saying like it it could have been a fun idea but it doesn't work that way yeah um but this is uh what is this a six i think this is mc predator predator two so predator predator two avp avp two predators so this is the seventh seventh in the franchise of predator but what number is it canon canon um three. Oh, you mean like you mean like uh chronologically speaking, right? No, I mean like they said we're ignoring these movies. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't know if this movie ever fully ignored Predators. There's really no mention of it. Mm. So you could possibly say it ignores Predators, but it, it doesn't ignore the first or the second one. Um I, I no it definitely ignores the Predator. <laughs> it well okay. Take that back. I'm sorry. First of all, how can I ignore those movies? Because this is a prequel. <laughs> it's 300 years before the event. So technically it ignores all of it. <laughs> I just thought that I know. <laughs> yeah, look that out. Throw that out. Um, but. Um, it doesn't ignore Predators too. Yeah, but we don't want to say exactly why. No, yeah. I know. I I'm, mean, just, it, it, I'm just saying it doesn't ignore it. And. That's ha- an example of a prequel that doesn't ignore its future self. True, true, true. true. It's like um, it's like time travel. Uh, it creates like a a paradox. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Because it came after. Uh huh. So it should be a sequel, but it's a prequel. That be. And and then it's like it connects to the thing that's supposed to come after. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, but it came before. Yeah. Ta-da. No, no, I, I understood you. I understood you because I know you're. I can see you as you're telling me this. You're just like, oh shit, I'm going to drop this any moment. <laughs> but I did it. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> um, uh, so anyway, anyway, pray. Um, this this is a <laughs> highly anticipated Predator film, given the long line of like shit sequels that we've gotten in the past. You know, I'm throwing in 80. the past or the future. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Which is our past still. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, Kelsey, what, what did you think of what did you think of Prey? 
Oh, man. I liked it. Okay. Uh, what did you like about it? I liked how they incorporated something that wasn't white men. Mm-hmm. It wasn't uh, a, like a game. Like, what are those movies with the cars? In prison. Death Race? Yeah. Okay. It's, like, I feel like those highly competitive movies, like they try to do that with Predators. Uh, how, how, how do you mean? It... Even though it wasn't, like, highly competitive like that, it was still, like, it was game. Like, Mm, you know, like that whole uh, someone watching you try to survive type thing. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. Um, So it wasn't. Yeah, I think think I get what you're saying. Yeah, and it was, so it wasn't, like, sole premise of that, which I got tired of because they seemed to do that in the aughts and then Mm -hmm. even into the, like, Mm. before 2020. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I liked, I mean, I want to say I liked the acting. Mm-hmm. I will say that there, I don't know if you probably just put somebody else in it and it'd be fine too. You talking about for the Nara row? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I, I But she I, is badass. Mm-hmm. It's. Uh, talking about, um, sorry, more specifically Amber, uh, Mid Thunder. Mid Thunder, yeah. I wouldn't, okay, I, I wouldn't necessarily say you couldn't get, that you could put anybody in that role. I mean, I one, I would think you would have to get somebody who's indigenous. Well, I meant anybody who's indigenous. Okay. Okay, I got you. Um, I don't fully agree with that. I see where you're coming from. I don't fully agree with that, but I do like the fact that they did get this actress to play, to play this role. Mm-hmm. Because it shows the potential for her actually being like a movie star. Yeah, and the, it also kind of, so, I don't know, maybe it's because she had a lot of, ma- like, that black makeup on. It's mm-hmm. just hard to see facial expressions like mm-hmm. that. Okay, okay. Is maybe part of it, but, I mean, yeah. she did a great job. Yeah. And I also think that maybe it was how she was directed in mm-hmm. Legion, why she wasn't, like... I think it's honestly a big step up from her from... I don't want to say a big step up, but it is definitely a step up from her in Legion. Because I felt like in Legion, she just had like one one emote. You know, I'm just going to be a badass. Yeah, and I think that was on purpose. Mm-hmm. And it definitely like it like cheapened her, mm-hmm. uh, I guess, brand or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So I'm happy to see her in this, and she did a great job. Yeah. Um, I'm always kind of interested, too, to like... I kind of want to watch anything like genre bending mm-hmm. and then put it in the time of whatever people mm, yeah, and be historically accurate. Yeah. One of, one of the main thing I, the thing I've heard since prey has come out is people are like clamoring. Like this is why you can do a predator movie set in different eras. Now mm-hmm. uh, the most popular, pop, most popular one I've been hearing a lot is have the predator or the Yaucha set in feudal Japan, mm-hmm. where uh, oh, what's, what's the actor's name? Uh, we just did. We just reviewed a movie he was in last. Uh, last the guy episode. from Warrior. Um, the guy from Warrior. Oh no 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 no! Not him! Not him! Not the him. old guy. Yeah, because um, I'm trying to look for. I want to say his name correctly. Um, the actor uh, Hiroki uh, Sarada. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the uh, plot I've heard, and I, like I said, I'm fully on board for this, is that he plays a samurai whose clan gets uh, killed by the predator or maybe a set of predators or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so he becomes like this ronin. And to reclaim his honor, he like hunts the predator. Mm. So it's like a kind of like a role reversal kind of thing. I want to see Sparta. Okay. That'd be interesting. Maybe like a gladiatorial kind of thing where there's a gladiator, gladi- a gladiator who doesn't really like, who doesn't like fighting, but he has to to like survive or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And then maybe the predator comes in, frees him or something like that, but maybe like kills his family. I'm just throwing up. I'm just throwing ideas out. No, I'm <laughs> totally like, oh, they come in and they compete against each other. Not mm-hmm. like in gladiatorial sense, but mm-hmm. like, you know how like the Spartans have pride and they yeah. send all their men out after threats. Yeah. Like, I'd love to see the Spartans just go up against a fucking. So almost like a cross between like Predator and like Three Hundred. Yeah, <laughs> okay. exactly. I'm down for that. Down for that. <laughs> I like that. I like that idea. No, but uh, I, the reason why I like this is just because uh, I like. Honestly, mm-hmm. I know it's probably selfish. I like anything mm-hmm. that shows me that women are respected in history. Yeah, because yeah. I'm always, I always just have like the mindset like women weren't allowed to do anything. Yeah, yeah, and, and that, that's obviously not true. Yeah, there have been there have been plenty plenty stories of like women in history who are just like total fucking badass. Like they the just, Vikings, you know, respected their women or whatever. Yeah, it's just like you know the uh, the 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 writers of history just alter that shit to be like, no, no, we dominated this, this, and that. Mm-hmm. And the women just stayed home and complained or some shit like that. Which I'm totally on board with what you're saying. Like I like I do like I I, I actually do like how this movie has a bit of like. It's it's so funny because like the Predator like Predator Two and like Predator Three like like those movies, it was like there's a, a hunter, it just so happens to be jumping in while there's like a gang war or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um even in Predators, it was still like, okay, they're being hunted and like that's it. Yeah. Okay. Now the premise for the first one is kinda I would say kinda like that, but there's also like, well, there's these these uh, green berets or whatever who have to come in and it's like a rescue mission right so mm-hmm. you're kind of like involved in like okay what are they going to find who are they going to rescue all this kind of stuff and it just goes whoop all right well now they're being hunted mm-hmm. and this movie kind of actually like does it where it's like oh here's like a little sprinkle of there's something there but at the same time here is this uh kamachi uh woman who wants to be a hunter who's trying to gain the respect of like her peers and she has to she has to like prove herself and it's like Okay, no, here's a predator. Mm-hmm. So now she, so now she really has a chance to like really prove herself, you know. Yeah. Um, which I think is like a great blend. And I, after like, and and one thing I, one thing I definitely have to mention is like I saw this movie two and a half times. Right. The first time I saw it, I was like, I'm not feeling it. Something about it, I'm not feeling it. Right. Mm-hmm. And then everybody's giving it this high praise. I'm like, oh, I don't know if it's that great. Like, I don't know. I just wasn't really feeling it. And I gave, I was given like a, another watch, but I wasn't really paying attention. I was like on my phone mm-hmm. and thinking like, oh, I can still get, get the same feel or whatever. Obviously that wasn't it. I didn't finish it. And it took to like watching it, actually watching it a second time to be like, okay, let me throw away everything from Predator. Not everything from Predator. Let me, let me drop my fandom for like this franchise and just watch it for what it is mm-hmm. right a new installment into something that i know but like it's not trying to copy it 
and I think it like succeeds like greatly in like okay cool this is a predator for like our time why do you think that is what I think is a predator for our time mm-hmm. because the whole, the whole dynamic of like action has changed drastically mm-hmm. over since like 1987 right um, like during the 70s it was like this kind of like noir dirty New York LA cop kind of like against robbers thing right mm-hmm. in the 80s it was like muscle bound it was like Schwarzenegger Stallone it was uh, Ryan machine Piper, guns machine guns cat phrases grenades kissing the girl or and even during that time um, let's say like the 60s 70s 60s 70s 80s even like to the 90s there was like for example there was James Bond the sly debonair kind of like ultra spy who always gets hit the woman or something like that right mm-hmm. and then in the 90s it changed it changed once again and i think i would i i know i'm not the only one who has said this but it changed with with like speed with keanu reeves as the action hero mm-hmm. he wasn't a muscle-bound guy he didn't have catchphrases he didn't have machine guns you know it was just like high suspense like yeah Things that could happen in the real world with a regular Joe. Yeah, yeah. So, and then, like, as later on, like, the whole action genre had changed because we no longer want a Schwarzenegger-type character to save the day. We want to see ourselves in this person in some form or fashion, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, even, like, in the, what, early aughts, we had, like, the Born Identity, which mm-hmm. was, like, this gritty kind of, like, parkour kind of thing. Even Bond started changing it with, like, Casino Royale, right? Mm-hmm. So, with this one... The landscape has changed again, where you got to have your 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 lead at least resemble your audience. Not everybody goes to the gym and work and looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger. You mm-hmm. know, they look like you or I, the next door neighbor or something like that. Um, and that allows the audience or myself to be like, okay, I can totally get this because people like that in that time, three hundred years ago. They didn't have gyms. They weren't lifting weights. They weren't muscle-bound characters, mm-hmm. right? So it works well, especially like how the idea of like a female lead is like profitable. It mm-hmm. is profitable if done correctly. Sometimes the studios just like bury the fuck out of it. They carry, they take the budget away. They like want it to fail. But in this case, it obviously didn't fail. Um, the, fir- the first thing that came- comes to mind is Furiosa. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Mad Max Fury Road, right? You're like, oh, this is a Mad Max movie, but what did everybody, who was everybody talking about in that movie? Charlie's Theron is Furiosa. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I know you didn't like Atomic Blonde, mm-hmm. but people really enjoyed that movie because of Charlie Theron. Theron, this action star and stuff like Plus, that. Plus, she worked the fuck out of, mm-hmm. like, she worked hard. Yeah, and even like the Fast and Furious movies, you know, with uh, with Jordana Brewster or Michelle Rodriguez or um, Gail Gadot, Gail G- Gail Gadot, um, female. They, I mean, they weren't leads. Nobody was really. It was like a whole kind of like dynamic, but mm-hmm. like action star, female action star. So I think with Prey, it it kind of it just builds upon that. Of like, yeah, not only can a guy, not only like a muscle bound guy or just like a regular guy, can fight the predator. A woman can do it as well, mm-hmm. you know, strategizing and shit like that. Yeah, which I think it, I think it, it, it translates that well with this movie, especially with Dan Tractor Burr's uh, directing. Um, yeah, it adds, it, adds, and, it, and it, one thing that, one thing that I think makes the movie very successful as well. Uh, and I say successful, like obviously it was released on Hulu, mm-hmm. and you know, it so we're not talking about money. We're talking about like 
Reception. Yeah, Reception. Like, everybody's praising this movie. It's actually the biggest movie that's premiered on Hulu ever. Oh, wow. TV series or other movies. It's the biggest premiere that Hulu's ever gotten. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, people are watching this movie. They wanted to see this movie, Mm -hmm. right? Um, I forgot. I forgot what I was going with that. <laughs> um, something about his directing. Oh yeah. Oh no, no, I remember. Okay, now I remember. This movie it does it does something it does something else that works that definitely works now. Um that if you did 1987 Predator now, it, it most likely wouldn't have worked. Um what this movie does now is it, it says something. It does it's not just here's a predator, here's somebody chasing after him. Mm-hmm. Or or it's the predator chasing after that person or mm-hmm. whatever, right? It's like no. Here's a woman. She wants to prove herself to be a hunter. And there's also a discussion about, like, colonialism and, like, three forms of hunters. Mm-hmm. Like, there's the Comanche, or, uh, yeah, Comanche, who they hunt to survive. There's a predator who hunt for sport. And then there is the French in this movie who hunt to ravish for the land. For profit. For profit and to ravish the land. So it, it actually says something. Like, the first predator, you can kind of say it said something about, like, honor and, like, survival. Mm-hmm. But it's like buried with like muscles and guns and gore. What did Predators 2 say? <laughs> Fuck all. I have no you know idea. What Predators 2 says mm. cocaine. It says it says heat, sweat, and cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> um, even Predators kind of said um, the 2010 film with starring Adrian Brody. It, it was kind of like, all right. Who is the predator? That like, is will, it the predator? Is it like the Yalcha or is it these people? It also says like where predator is like honor. Mm-hmm. Predators is like dishonor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like can you find your honor? Yeah, 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 yeah. You can you can definitely say that. Unfortunately, like that movie got lost in tra- that that translation got lost like yeah. in in that movie. Um what I like about his directing is that he mm-hmm. definitely shows Dan Trachtenberg's directing is mm-hmm. that he definitely can show in a relatable way. Like he told the story well. Mm-hmm. There's a girl yeah. who want who knows she's worth something and she's gonna be something great. Um, but nobody believes her. Nobody believes she can do it. Nobody mm-hmm. wants her to do it. Yeah. She's great at medicine or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's it. You can relate to her. I could definitely relate to her as a, as a fellow woman. Yeah, as a woman, <laughs> you know, who takes, you know, back pain medicine. Oh, I do. <laughs> Why did your voice get all deep? I know, like, all right. Cause I, I did. Yeah, because every time I think of my back, I'm like, oh, God, I'm getting old. <laughs> um, no, I, I, <laughs> I, mean, besides, I mean, besides the whole medicine thing. Um, yeah, like, I can... Obviously, I'll never, I'll never under, I'll never fully be able to immerse myself as a, as a woman mm-hmm. and like the struggles they, that they go through. But I'm very sympathetic and understanding of the shit that they have to go through to like prove themselves. Like we were like, um, we're not gonna spoil it, but like we were before we recorded, we were watching She Hulk, and Jennifer uh, Walters, who's played by uh, how do you say Tatiana Tatiana Mas- Maslani, right? Or Maslani. Mm-hmm. Um, her character like. like banners talking to her about like you need to control your anger or you're gonna hulk out and she's like what do you think i do yeah i do from catcalling to people to mansplaining mansplaining, yeah to mansplaining to like possibly being murdered if i I say anything or being seen as emotional i deal with my anger every fucking time you know like Mm -hmm. like that right and this movie this movie is like perfect for like this era where people where women are just like 
like I, like I have to prove myself like why why do I gotta prove myself to you 15 times over mm-hmm. like I can fucking do it and like her character does prove it and I and I and I, I enjoyed that like her character is not like I'm gonna, I'm gonna use a trigger uh, trigger phrase but I'm, this it works in conjunction with what I'm gonna say they don't show her as like the Mary she's not the Mary Sue character do you ever heard that term Mary Sue Mm-mm. the Mary Sue char- I don't think I remember the origin but the Mary Sue character prima says that like here's a woman she's a badass nothing explained like that's it she's just ultimate a badass mm-hmm. right and like it's she's like on God mode right mm-hmm. and and a lot of men use that as uh, a derogatory term like uh, Ray from The Force Awakened a lot of a lot of misogynistic pieces of shit would call her Mary Sue mm-hmm. you know and I'm saying just men other women would say that as well but with this character she's not a Mary Sue you actually see her prove herself multiple times how how quick she is and how smart she is and like figuring out shit mm-hmm. you know like just like the part where like she takes the a hawk I mean the a hawk <laughs> she takes the axe and like ties it up mm-hmm. and like uses it as a weapon that's fucking badass <laughs> yeah like she's resourceful mm-hmm and she also shows vulnerabilities and yeah. some shortcomings. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think the story is great. Like, it, it, it's not like what you were saying, where she's, like, invul- invulnerable. Yeah. Um, I also think that maybe men are starting to realize that they can enjoy a movie that isn't about men. Yeah, especially not about white men. Right, like... Mm. You can still relate to her. Like, like I can still relate to black men, mm-hmm. like, in movies that come out, have come out. Or mm-hmm. you can relate to, you know, women. Mm-hmm. It's, not ab- it's not just about, like, do I have slavery in my past or do I have misogyny in my mm-hmm. past? It's emotion. You, it, yeah. The emotions are almost, they're all the same. Mm. It just depends on the reason why. You know that that reminds me when we um, when we saw uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, uh-huh. and I remember when you got done watching <laughs> the movie, so you were fucking mad. <laughs> like this this white woman, <laughs> this white woman was so pissed at <laughs> that these black people were being murdered by the FBI and shit like that. I'm just like, whoa, fuck. Like, yeah, that that, that did happen. <laughs> That's something that I learned for the first time. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, why is, why is nobody doing anything about this? <laughs> Flipping the table and shit. <laughs> um, so what, what did you think of the action? This, this movie, uh, it's not, I don't say it's necessarily heavy on the action, uh, but I think that's, that's perfect for, for, this type of for this movie yeah so i think it did a great job showing uh amber mid thunder's like natural abilities Mm -hmm. that she's already proven in in legion yeah um and she has good fight scenes without it being like machismo like Mm. over the top bullshit where then it takes you out of the movie because yeah it's more realistic even though i can't fucking move like that Mm -hmm. it's at least like at a believable level yeah and and some of the some of the um um i think some of the action really works well or that i really enjoy is even when like with the predator does, i know like when the predator does this thing it's like i like seeing like the cool tech that they come up with because in every predator movie there's like a different type of tech right mm-hmm. and i think with this one it there, there's really no exception because like the tech is pretty badass but like there are scenes where like the predator is just like 
do I don't want to spoil it, but like the predator is like mowing down some people, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yes, <laughs> give me more of that. <laughs> um, okay, so I want to I want to I want to mention this real quick before we get to the spoiler section because I think we're like kind of teetering closer towards that. Do you know why this was not released in theaters? Uh, misogyny. <laughs> uh, no not not this time no no and, that, and here's the thing here's the thing a lot of a lot of chatter twitter and other reviewers and critics were just like why was this not released in theaters this this is the predator movie that should have been released in theaters it would have made so much money and all that right mm-hmm. and so here's what i found out this was from an article uh called why is a Pre- why is a new predator movie only on hulu and it's from polygon um, according to Variety's Adam B. Vary, uh, before it was acquired, before the movie was acquired by Disney, uh, 20th Century Fox had to deal with HBO Max to stream all its theatrical uh, releases there. This still still applies for any films that originated before the Disney merger. This explains why recent 20th Century releases like Free Guy, Nightmare Alley, West Side Story, and Death on the Nile have appeared on HBO Max instead of or or as well as Hulu or Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> Disney was just like, nah. Like, we're not doing that. <laughs> we're not giving you guys any money. <laughs> oh. I know, right? Uh, it, they would have made money on that. They would have. I think they honestly would have made a ton of fucking money. Especially because they're trying to expand their their reach. Yeah. Like, aren't they making, a, like, R-rated shit now? Where that came Is out it? in the news recently, where they're, like, making stuff that's not for kids. Yeah, I mean, they have, like, this whole feature now on, on Disney Plus where you have to put in a code to watch, like, adult uh, rated R films. Yeah, so I'm saying, like, this would have been the perfect thing. Yeah, yeah. And I, but one thing I do hope that what does come out of this is that Dan Trachtenberg finally, like, gets the movies he really wants to make. Like, he's done... He like Dan Trachtenberg. He's like got started. Um, I don't think I remember how he started. I think he started maybe as a film journalist or just like somebody who um, was well in like uh, production and stuff like that. Um, but he did this short film, this short film that was based off the game Portal. Mm-hmm. Um, let me find the title of it. I think you showed it to me like a long time ago. Uh, let me see. Oh, I can't find it right now. <laughs> and I'm all looking for it. Oh, it's called No Escape, right? It's a 2011 short film called No Escape, right? Seven minutes long, great fucking short film directed by Dan Trachtenberg, right? And then after this, he got to do, he got to direct uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane, mm-hmm. which I remember you and I watching that movie mm-hmm. and it terrified, terrified the fuck out of me. <laughs> um, he's also done like a number, a number of like episodes of, uh, he's done one episode for The Boys, uh, Black Mirror, and like I said, he's done Portal, uh, no Escape, 10 Cloverfield Lane. He did an episode for The Lost Symbol. And his his um, second movie is Prey. So I'm hoping with the... Because I remember 10 Cloverfield Lane being critically acclaimed. And then the success of Prey, I hope this is like... All right, studios are like, all right, what do you want to do? Yeah. Because we want to make money. You want Marvel money? <laughs> Maybe Star Wars? Star Wars would be good for him. I'm thinking, like, what character would he do for Marvel? He could do Wonder Man. That'd be pretty dope. Wonder Man? Yeah. Sorry. My, 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 <laughs> Your brain's like, huh? I know. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, all right. You want to get into the spoiler section? 
Yes. Uh, all right. So, yeah, we're going to hop in the spoilers. Uh, we're going to talk in great lengths about uh, Dan Trachtenberg's Prey. So, if you don't want to be spoiled, here's your spoiler bumper right about now. gotta be white sometime no you don't i do because i'm white but be like the good white like i am most of the time like but the, i gotta you know let it go yeah. little spurts so that the big bad shit don't come out no be like the modern day <laughs> like french i'm mostly french yeah but be like modern day french like have a, have an accent right now have an accent right now <laughs> yeah, no. i was about to say something really off color so. Was it like a French? Uh, yeah. Oh, was it a French? Yeah, it was a French. <laughs> um, all right. So, one of the one of the scenes I love in this movie is when the predator just mowing down the French, like just taking them out. Mm-hmm. Right. I thought that scene was pretty badass, and I actually think now now I'm thinking about it. It actually really works in parallel to. Um, uh, the Naru's character of when she has to do that uh, at one point during the movie. What was that for? It reminded me of something. Oh, okay. Uh, and you wh- probably will blow your mind. Okay, wait, hold hold on to that. Let me finish my thought. <laughs> um, like there's a there's a scene where like Naru is like she goes she goes back to the camp where the the French what are they called they're settlers trappers right? trappers yeah where the trappers are at and she has to take out like three or four four of them right mm-hmm. and it does this actually pretty cool tracking shot where it like kind of follows her around as she's like doing it mm-hmm. or, or like tracking slash one shot um but i just realized like that's in parallel to like what the predator did mm-hmm. where he's just like or or it it's just like mowing down people like left and right mm-hmm. and shit like that and so like bad as creative way and shit and there's even that scene and it's in the trailer where like that one dude comes at him with an axe he just like catches it throws it up and goes and it's like <laughs> he even does that <laughs> yeah, just like that. <laughs> yeah, it takes it out. Um, what what were you gonna say? Wild Wild West. Okay. What about it? The scene where the predator has like those things that are exploding and like <sighs> Are you talking about like those discs that like are Uh huh. <laughs> you know, it's not the only movie with a disc. You know, it's the only one I can think oh, of. Of course, of course. Like we had that movie at one. I too. bet you did. <laughs> you just you just keep that trend going, and I love it. Where like I'm like, have you seen this like classic film? Have you no, oh no, no. Wild Wild West. Why that? <laughs> Homeward Bound. Why that? <laughs> listen, it gets better. Okay. Oh God. <laughs> I swear there are parallels between Wild Wild West and Zorro. Uh, the An- Antonio Banderas Zorro? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm waiting. And it has to do with, like, old Wild West towns and, like, you know, saving a bunch of people from, like, being locked up unfairly and they're going to die. <laughs> so, like, they're the same movie. Nice. Just one of them is done better. All right, so let me just let me. Mask of Zorro. Okay. 
Christ. <laughs> Eyes want to see. Okay, so they're about a year apart. That sounds about okay, right. Okay, they're two different directors. All right, one's Barry Seinfeld, and the other one is Martin Campbell. Because if it would have been like the same directors, I'd be like, fuck, she's got it. <gasps> Wait, what? What? Oh, man. Wait, hold on. What? <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Because check this out. It's funny how you say wow, wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fuck. I can't believe how you did that. What? Okay. Just hear me out. Okay. Wow, wow, West, right? <laughs> As you said with the disc. Uh-huh. Okay. Story by Jim and John Thomas. Uh-huh. <laughs> Who famously worked on Predator and Prey. (laughs) They did the story by, so they might have had some input into Prey. That's hilarious. (laughs) See? Oh, my God. I'm accidentally correct. (laughs) Accidentally correct. It's like the the math equation. Like, I got the correct answer. It's just the method didn't add up. (laughs) Um. All right, so back to prey. Um, uh, any anything anything spoiler spoilery you want to talk about that you enjoyed or didn't like? Um, the whole gun thing didn't make any sense to me. The the uh, the Spanish uh, gun that uh, she gets at the end. Yeah. How's, okay. What? How do you mean? It doesn't make sense. I, I, just, I just want to hear why. So, okay, so I feel like you humanize the predators, mm-hmm. especially because you know the lore of them and, like, you know their names, which yeah. I never knew. Yeah. And so it's hard for me to wrap around my head around the idea that they would me almost, like, accept defeat and mm-hmm. out of a sign of respect or whatever, hand someone a, a weapon. Oh, well, you're talking about specifically in Predator too. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, the fact that he's like, I want this random thing mm-hmm. that it's not equal to anything we have. Mm-hmm. I understand that they take trophies and shit, but, yeah. like, that's not the type of trophy that they usually take. Oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So, to me, it's it was just, like, um, like convenient writing. Yeah. I, I like, with, with, like, we're in Predator 2. Um, in Predator 2, I believe the gun i want to make sure i get my my timeline correct because i believe the gun was brought in as a nod to the comic book mm-hmm. um because the comic book explains the gun um let me see uh now what are you looking up i, I want to make sure i get my i want to make sure I, i'm trying to figure out what came first like the, the if, chicken or the egg yeah right if the gun came first um Sorry, if the story within the combo came first, or if the movie where it's shown came first. Um, Predator Two. Mm. Okay, so Predator Two came in nineteen, came out in nineteen ninety. Mm-hmm. So bad year. I know. <laughs> That's the year my sister was born. Um, uh, see. God cried. God cried hard. <laughs> um, you made this abomination. Jesus, okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding, kind of. 
Uh, let me see. Proximus is used in Predator 2 was commercially available. And then, and then, okay. So let me see what I can say. Where you can find it. Okay. So it's in 17, obviously 1719. Mm-hmm. Um, trivia. Trivia. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, okay. So the comic book came out. Okay. So the gun, comic book short story first. Okay, so the so the movie came first. Okay, because the movie came out in nineteen ninety, and the combo came out in nineteen ninety six. Okay. Okay, so then it's within the movie within the context of prey, it's completely disregarding the comic book of how that gun came about. Okay. Um, my question on that, which kind of doesn't really make sense, is like, how does a Spanish gun end up in the hand of a of a Frenchman? Very curious about that. War. Trading. Okay. True, true, true. Spanish, like Spain and France are like Best. right next to each other. Some bullshit excuse. <laughs> That's all I know about geography. <laughs> I know, right? Um, so, okay, so now with, within the context of prey, you said, okay, because you were saying about like they were the predators were being humanized, right? Mm-hmm. But that, that's when that's when the context of what predator too, or are you thinking of more in predator of prey? Both. Mm-hmm. Um. So in, in Predator Two, he mm. was like, "Here's this gun." I don't know, understand why they gave it back, but also in Prey, mm-hmm. they took the gun and it was like, "You didn't need that." Who took the gun? The Predator, right? No, nobody took the gun. Oh. Oh, I feel like you got your stories mixed up. I did. Okay, that's understandable. That, that's very yeah. Because I'm like, it's a gun, and how like they ended up with it somehow. Yeah, that that is a question that um, that I feel like needs to come up with, because that gun is in relation. That's that's obviously the gun from Predator Two, that we've seen before, right? Mm-hmm. So we're, so we're like, okay, cool. We're seeing like the 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 inception or the zenith of the gun. Oh, I think that's what it was. They didn't write it mm. into the movie. Mm. I think they made it like it, it's it's a straight up Easter egg. Yeah, well, and what I'm saying too is like they, it's basically like you have to follow the breadcrumbs because mm. of the little animation they show at the end. Yeah. So, so basically, that's when they would have got it. Yeah, but see, my question with that is like when they got it, it's like okay, one, how did they get the gun? <clears throat> the predators weren't really known to be. Like they like despite of what they do, they still have a, a level of honor. Um, I don't get honor mm. at all. <laughs> you don't get honor? I don't. Okay. Especially because, like, in Predators 2, they kill that guy <clears throat> in the fucking alley. He was just standing there. Now, with that one, I think you can kind of, like, because th- with Predator 2, it's a lot of, like, let's just throw a lot of cool shit in here. Let's see, like, see some bad stuff. Let's see some gore and stuff like mm-hmm. that. That's why, like, Predator 2 is actually, like, oh, it, like, I enjoy Predator 2. Story-wise, it's a fucking mess. It is a real mess. But it, like... Okay, just in Predator, mm-hmm. that one is just based solely on the fact, can he see you or can he not see you? And definitely he's stalking you like a Predator, mm-hmm. but he doesn't necessarily seem to be hunting you for sport. Like, getting getting enjoyment out of it. Like, I don't feel mm-hmm. enjoyment because I can't humanize him. Oh, Okay. Like, I get, like... Um, but you don't get that, like, in the characteristics of what the Predator is doing? Like, the fact that, like... 
um, like when a when a particular like for example like Billy, right? When he's like he makes his his last stand, mm-hmm. the predator shows up and like stands in front of him as well. They, we don't see it like on a profile shot, but we get an idea of like oh they're facing off each other, right? Um, I get it more mm-hmm. as like um, a lion mm-hmm. or like a tiger or something mm-hmm. like. They, they're not there's no enjoyment that's not hu- they're not humans right like that okay you know what i mean like it's not sport or like i mean it kind of is but it's not really it's an in, an instinct that's what i'm getting at it's an instinct i feel like they're more instinctual and predator mm-hmm. and as they go along in the franchise they become more humanized like more human like i don't, I don't get that no I, I i i don't fully agree with that like Do you I, see why I'm saying that? Though? I see why you're saying that, but I, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like because like, um, because like we we had watched these Predator movies. Um, actually, let's hold on from that because like we're going way off from like what we're supposed to be talking about, which is prey. Okay. Like we're let's let's hold off of that in, in the whole Predator review. Okay. Um. Shit. Uh, so anything, anything else you want to add to the... To pray? Yeah. No. no. I do love the movie, and I think that you should watch it. Oh, okay. I, I totally agree with you on that. Uh, yeah, even if you like, you, don't, like, you don't enjoy it the first time, just go ahead and watch it the second time. You'll probably enjoy it. You know, also, mm. I'm very happy I made that connection. <laughs> oh, with the disc? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking weird-ass connection. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> what do we got next? Next, we are going to do our variety time of Predator was a novel. Well, hello there, Mark. Hi. Guess what? What? Predator was a novel. Predator was a novel. I didn't know that. So you told me the other day. Predator was a novel. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I found this. I found this really great article. Um, it comes from 2019, uh, off of the website Den of Geek, written by uh, Patrick Cotter. Mm, excuse me. And uh, the title of the article is uh, "Weird Things We Learn from the Predator Novelization." Now, for my, if I can remember correctly, I think. Um, Great. Let me find the let me find the date because once again I'm getting my I'm like getting my dates wrong. Um, That's funny. Let me see. So there because there have been there have been plenty of predator novels. Um, there've been pre- plenty of predator no, no uh, predator novels. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. Okay. So this one, this predator is the novelization of the movie, and it's just added more to it, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, it's uh, the Predator novelization is uh, is a 1987 novelization of the film of the same name, written by Paul Monet and published by Jove Books. They I, they used to do this a lot. There's actually like a novelization of like Star Wars. Oh out yeah, there. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, where they would take a movie and be like, "All right, we're gonna take elements from like the script that maybe weren't used, mm-hmm. or maybe we're gonna come up, we're gonna like tweak the idea a little bit more, and then we're gonna like add to it, mm-hmm. and we're gonna make it like a, in a novel form. Sometimes it's very insightful. They did that with Girl on the Train, didn't they? Uh, no, I think Girl on the Train was first a novel, then it became a movie. 
or sometimes it was a novel and then mm. they make it a movie and then they re-release the novel with like the cover oh of the i've seen that plenty movie. of times yeah i've seen that plenty of fucking times <laughs> um so yeah so what i'm gonna read is like bits and pieces of what was uh interesting i think for in the novelization of Predator, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like I said, this is from Den of Geek. Uh, Predator is a classic of the sci-fi genres featuring Arnold Schwarzenegger at the peak of his po- in the peak of his power. John McTiernan, who famously directed uh, Hunt for Red October and and uh, Die Hard, um, a killer concept and a record number of quality one-liners. A seamlessly fusion of action horror, proving providing viewers with a squad of badass muscle dudes with big guns who are ultimately helpless in the face of a literally of a literally out of his world th- out of this world threat. Um, it's a testament to McTiernan's skill that a potentially cheesy concept still holds up today, but it didn't always seem like a slam dunk. Scholars of Predator have undoubtedly seen the pictures of the original creature where an unknown Jean-Claude Van Damme donned a costume to play a ridiculous-looking monster, kind of like a cockroach, uh, that couldn't cut the mustard on an episode of Power Rangers. <laughs> McTiernan, knowing the suit would kill his movie, shot footage of it in motion to show the studio, hoping it would convince him to shut the production down so it could be reworked. Uh, thankfully, they agreed, uh, drafting the great Stan Winston to design a new hunter and creating a genre iconic in the process. That Predator look... Or the outro look, yes, is very fucking iconic. Even yeah. like the noise, when you hear like that clicking noise, you're mm-hmm. like, oh shit, that's the Predator. Yeah. Um, all of which brings us to late author Paul Monet's. Um, I think that's Monet. Monet, you're right. Paul Monet's Predator novelization. While the story is largely faithful to the film, Monet was clearly working from an early draft when the production hadn't quite figured out exactly what the title beast was. So. The alternate Predator costume. The biggest difference between the novelization and the film is the jungle Predator himself. The creature in the book bears little resemblance to the cinematic counterpart, and in it, and it, it's it. Sorry, and it's in. Sorry, and in its regular form is a tall beast with ice blue skin, with scales that allow it to camouflage itself. It lacks the shoulder-mounted plasma cannon and is commonly equipped with razor-sharp spear instead. Um, with the Rage Shark Spear instead. His abilities only get crazier from here. Kind of sounds like a hardcore like Star Trek character. He sounds like um, he'd be Predator in like Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or like a knockoff Predator shit like that, like a B-movie. Uh, yeah. What's it called? Like Midnight Moon production shit. Mm. Um, it turns out this Predator is a shapeshifter who can transform itself into any animal it touches. It does this a couple of times early in the story taking on the form of a hawk and a jackal it can't take the form of human beings however it can even it can even disappear into the thin air and take on myth like form what (laughs) that that would have been the predator it sounds like the lies my sister used to tell me that i was stupid enough to believe when i was a kid go on like they make gel pens that can you can choose what color like <laughs> you i don't know it was like mm. magic oh okay <laughs> got another one <laughs> they all circled around gel pens oh <laughs> fuck <laughs> did you know this gel pen is edible yeah they make it taste like pizza go ahead try it <laughs> no it was all at bedtime so she didn't have any gel pens she uh. was just getting me excited about oh my god 
<laughs> All right, so I'll continue. The movie was wise to drop these kitchen sink abilities, especially since the creature never makes use of them during a fight. While the film teases the arrival of the hunter during the first half, the book opens with uh, the creature scanning Earth for life forms worthy of hunting and looking for at looking at various animal readouts until humanity grabs his interest. This creature is something of an academic academic. So sorry, it's it's already establishing like okay, there's a plan. Mm-hmm. They're they they these creatures are looking to hunt something specific, something of a challenge. Um, the article continues. It skins bodies out of scientific curiosity and to learn how. Uh, learn how makes humanity tick and to learn how but I think that's supposed to be what to learn what makes humanity tick uh, when wounded he bleeds a thick amber green instead of the movie's glow stick green while Predator 2 memorably featured a trophy skull room complete with a certain H.R. Giger cre- creation make it an easter egg cameo uh, sorry, McTiernan dropped this idea during the film so, from what I'm getting, we would have saw the trophy room in Predator 1 mm-hmm. that we saw in Predator 2. Mm-hmm. That already would have spooked crossover mm-hmm. ideas. Yeah. Like, people would have gotten like hyped as fuck about it. Although, I felt like if it was there, it might have just really been used as a, as a throwaway. Probably. Um, whether that's good or bad, it's kind of depending on if you like those AVP movies. <laughs> Um, you mean those annual past movies? Yes. <laughs> the annual past movies. <laughs> All right. Uh, one unique addition to its uh, arsenal is a trap Dutch narrowly avoids while casting while chasing the beast in the finale. Um, he comes he comes across what looks like a big spider web, spider's web, but he can instantly tell something's off. Needless to say, it's a nasty trap which rips and crushes anything it catches. The concept of the jungle hunter setting its own traps and an interesting one that the movies themselves haven't really explored. Um, so the net idea that was used, that was eventually used like in Predator 2. Mm-hmm. And it's been used like several times. Um, but yeah, the idea of like these predators laying in the trap. And that kind of gets into what you were saying about like, you're not, you don't. You don't really see the the sport the sport it. of it, yeah, because it's not laying traps. It said it's just coming after somebody, you know. Mm-hmm. Even like hunters and poachers now, they set traps to like for certain uh, uh, animals. I think there are different. I think there are different kinds of sport, and I guess the only one I can relate to as a person mm-hmm. is the one where it's like I don't know, respectful to the thing that you're hunting yeah. or. Like, it makes sense to want to hunt it. I don't know. But it's not instinctual and it's not for profit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, they have this hunting. Yeah. And it's like, let's trap. Let's drag a net across the bottom of the ocean and catch all the fish you can. That's not mm. sport. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's more of just work. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, I don't know. I feel like they don't depict the predator the same in every movie. Yeah, well, no, no they not, don't. Not just with how it looks, but how oh, it no, behaves. Oh, no, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, its attitude has changed. Like, one one of the things that I, I definitely had noticed in Predator 2 is, like, the, it, that pred, that Yaucha is just savage. Just, yeah. like, mowing down people. Like, at one point, it gets, like, on a subway 
and just start killing people yeah. like like that it's like and there i've i've heard talks about it that like maybe that was like a not a rogue predator but like a predator that was not about honor or yeah, maybe it was like had a mental disease <laughs> <laughs> probably <laughs> um so here uh, so the article continues and it talks about billy's last stand um, there are some notable differences between the characters in the book and in the film too. The most intriguing is Billy. In the movie, Billy is the first to sense something is very wrong, which we see in the movie. It reveals that Billy is actually psychic, and oh during the God. sequence where he stares into the tree, sensing the hunter's presence, he has a full-on psychic vision, flashing back a thousand years ago to when his, his ancestors faced another alien hunter. Okay. What? <laughs> what? This definitely sounds like authors from the 80s. <laughs> right? Everything was, he knew because psychic. It kind of reminds me like of uh, 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 Stephen King and, and like it and mm. shit like that. Like what happens in that book. It kind of reminds me of that thing. Um, I feel like that would have really fucked up the movie. Like that if that whole thing happened. Yeah. Um, okay, so Billy... <laughs> Billy is also gifted with uh, with a memorable off-screen demise in, in the movie where he prepares to face down the beast one-on-one before his piercing scream is heard by the fleeing survivors. The book robs him of that, however, revealing he didn't put much up of a fight. What? So they made him a bitch in the book. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in, in the book, this was, this was the quote. Uh, the alien had taken him in a flash, its weapon slicing through the Indian's jugular and then zigzagging down his chest and belly like a mockery of some tribal blessing that's so racist i know right fuck okay (laughs) okay um all right so the article continues the language barrier between the gorilla prisoner anna and the squad plays a role in the first half of the movie until she reveals she could speak english the entire time and the book dutch can speak spanish removing the whole dynamic Mm mm-hmm the book also implies something of a simmering love story between Anna and Dutch. And when she and when he's when and when he's rescued at the end, she runs up to him, hugging him and kissing his chest. Ew. <laughs> the predator also uses Anna's voice against Dutch in the finale to try and lure him lure him into an ambush. I'm still grossed out by kissing <laughs> his sweaty ass, dirty, I know. bloody chest. <laughs> his irradiated body. Um so, uh, in terms of Dylan, Dylan is depicted as a more regretful of his deception and even includes himself in the expendable assets line, arguing his line was a necessary evil. The book underlines his need for redemption when he chases after Mac after he failed uh, bid to trap the alien, and both he and Dutch instinctively know he won't be coming back, so Dutch quietly forgives his former friend for his action. So, yeah, I mean, we don't get that in the first Predator. It's more just like, all right, I'll see you when you get back. Yeah, but like it's, I think I think that might have like worked. I don't. What, what's your take? Do you think that would have worked if they kind of had it a bit more like I like I forgive you? It would have because, mm. um, mm, bless you. The um, one of the issues I had with the movie, mm-hmm. and it's not a big one, but mm. everyone just seems to fucking hate each other for no reason. True that. True that. True that. They're just like testosterone. <laughs> um, and a strange and, and and in my opinion, I I think it might have 
I think, I don't know, maybe I wouldn't have catched it as a kid. I probably, if they did do that, I definitely would have caught it now as an adult if they did go that route. But I felt like, I felt like I probably would have been disappointed and been like, oh, there was nothing really warming up to that. I think there probably could have been because Mm -hmm. they do have history. Yeah, yeah. And so um, the whole regret thing Mm -hmm. would have a place. Yeah. So if he's going to be selfless and then um dutch could be like forgiving him then yeah only because he was being selfless gotcha uh so the article continues in a strange twist dutch finally finds the strung up body of hawkins in the book during his initial search but for some reason no attempt is made to recover it hawkins also makes only one bad joke to billy in the novel and is unlikely (laughs) even shane black could have sold this one here's the joke uh, hey, Billy, how many Marines does it take to eat a squirrel? Two. One to eat it and one to watch for cars. What? That's a stupid joke. And I love bad jokes, but that's a dumb joke. <laughs> uh, to, the no, to the surprise of no one, Black wrote his own gags for the movie. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, all right. So it gets into about the alien shit. Uh Poor Dutch misplaces his pants after nearly escaping the predator and getting covered in mud. So he spends the entire showdown in the nip. So he's just buck-ass naked fighting predator. <laughs> uh, the biggest addition to the finale is Dutch tracking the wounded alien back to his spaceship where he keeps his, keeps his trophies. The beast isn't very honorable in the final moments either, running back to the craft where when he realizes Dutch has the upper hand. It sounds a lot like Predator 2. Yeah. Um... Dutch grabs the creature's fallen spear and chases it down, and is horrified to discover the skins of his fallen comrades being displayed to nearby on nearby trees. He arrives just in time to throw the spear through the space um, through the ship's closing cargo door, which stabs through the hunter and kills it. Unfortunately for Dutch, it also sets a self-destruct uh, mechanism, so he has to flee from the explosion, which also wipes out all traces of the aliens' massacre. McTiernan wasn't fond of this, uh, wasn't fond of the alien ship concept and fought to have it removed, though he uh, rarely noted uh, most of the ideas he rejected later found his way in 1980s, uh, no, sorry, 1990s Predator 2. Yeah. Um, the article ends with uh, the other changes in the book are uh, ne- negligible. Only Mac and Poncho fire in the woods following uh, Blaine's death instead of the entire squad which that scene is very fucking iconic Uh which is funny because john mctiernan he regret doing that scene (laughs) (laughs) um most of the team died by gory neck wounds including the title creature and dutch's rescue team nearly shoots him since he looks like a monster himself Mm. the end the end really well i don't know if that's how exactly it ends but it seems like that's where you would have ended the story yeah Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm like, I'm actually kind of curious to read this, to read the novelization of this. Well, Sounds actually, like not so all much you now. have to do is watch Predator Two. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> going to do our geriatric cinematic of John McTiernan's Predator. We are a rescue team, not assassins. Now, what do we got to do? 
in a part of the world where there are no rules. We pick up their trailer, the chopper, run them down, grab those hostages before anybody knows we were there. What do you mean, we? Deep in the jungle, where nothing that lives is safe. You lose it here. You're in a world of hurt. Showtime, Jet. Knock, knock. An elite rescue squad. You're bleeding, man. I ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> is being led by the ultimate warrior. We need the best. That's why you're here. But now... What's got Billy so spooked? There's something out there waiting for us. And it ain't no man. They're up against the ultimate enemy. Holy mother of God. This film came out in 1987, and the synopsis is a team of commandos on a mission in a Central American jungle find themselves hunted by an extraterrestrial warrior. Directed by John McTiernan, written by Jim Thomas and John Thomas. It stars Arnold Schwarzenegger, Carl Weathers, Elpidia Carillo, and Bill Duke. Before we get into our geriatric cinematic, our <laughs> breakdown, I'm going to play a song by Austrian Death Machine called Get to the Chopper. I just want to get to that part. <laughs> so get to the job. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, Predator. Classic. Look, classic. Love this movie. Absolutely love this movie. It's my second favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. What's the other one? Commando. That's top. That is Arnold Schwarzenegger to the fullest. It's not the one where he was like twinning with um You mean twins? Yeah. No. Why not? I mean I like I do like that movie, but no. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, like Commando, Predator, Total Recall. Fuck it, I'll throw Terminator 2 in fourth place. And that's because like Oh, those three movies prior, I've seen them like a thousand times. Mm-hmm. Terminator 2, I've seen about a hundred times, but something about those those three movies are just like, just chef kiss. Um, like how I grossed you out last night. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, obviously I, I love, I really love uh, 1987's Predator, uh, but no one gives a shit about what I think. What's the most important part is what does Kelsey think about this movie? Yeah, also love Predator. Mm-hmm. What did you love about it? <laughs> uh, where they're mowing everything down with machine guns. Uh, and it's not realistic at all because uh-huh. metal expands. Yeah, and it heats and stuff like and that. And then it yeah. jams a gun. Yeah. Um, also, before that happens, they wound the predator. Mm-hmm. And he bleeds on a plant. Yeah, and they completely miss it. They completely miss it, and then they mow everything down. I'm like, well, that's the end of that. <laughs> and it really should have been, but then somehow the plant still existed, because mm. then Anna was like, oh, let me touch this random thing that I don't yeah, know what it is, that and looks, it's glowing that, ominously. Yeah, that looks kind of radioactive. Uh-huh. Look and then stages. wipe it on my pants, uh, and don't tell anyone. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Perfect. <laughs> um, all right. This movie's not known for acting, but I have to ask you, what did you think of the acting? 
Can't go wrong with get to the chapa. Uh-huh. Or stick around. Or I ain't got time to bleed. Uh, or turn around. Uh, Every some, now and then I get this. Stop it. <laughs> um, you know, despite this, like I said, like I said, despite this movie not being known for his acting, what? That song works. Yeah. T- turn around. Every time I... Yeah, no. they work. Bright eyes. All right, detour. What? So go ahead. Because their eyes flash. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Um. I also have to tell James I was playing Bingo Blitz last night, mm-hmm. and someone said hi from Shropshire, and I was like, I know someone from there. <laughs> That was it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so, as, as I was saying, this movie's not known for its acting, but every fucking actor sells the shit out of the role, mm-hmm. even though it's just, like, testosterone-filled and stuff like that, but... It's like like testosterone stereotypes. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> like, like, stereotypical big black guy, stereotypical big white guy, yeah. stereotypical... Big Native American guy. Yeah, stereotypical big redneck guy. Yeah. Stereotypical Latin guy? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I, I had read that, like, the re, because you, because you had mentioned earlier that, like, the people, the, the, the characters in Predator, like, they hated each other. Yeah, which um, is weird because they're, like, they're the supposed extraction to be a team. Yeah, they're supposed to be a team. Story goes is like while on while on location for mm-hmm. Predator, there was quite a lot of competition between all all the act- not all the actors, but mainly the muscle bound ones. You know, mm-hmm. um, there was a testosterone who's got the bigger arms stuff like that. There's actually a story of Jesse the Bottom Ventura challenging Arnold Schwarzenegger to like whose arm is bigger, and J- Jesse the Bot- Jesse the Body Ventura said like my arms are bigger than yours, and Arnold was like, oh you think so? Okay, well if they are. Let's go ahead and, and the winner buys the other one like a bottle of champagne. But uh-huh. what Arnold did, Arnold's known like in his past. I don't, I don't know how he is now, but in the past, um, he likes pranking people. And not that. only that, he likes fucking with people in their head. Mm-hmm. Like he's, it, it's well documented, and I think it's called like um, the Mr. Universe documentary. I think it's called like, I think it's called like Pump and Iron, mm-hmm. where he's like fucking with like Lou Ferrigno and shit like that. Yeah. Um, but what he did is that he actually went to the. Um, costume department uh. and was like hey tell i want one of you to tell jesse that his arms are bigger than mine and, <laughs> and then when jesse went to go do that he's like all right and when they actually measured it arnold's arm were obviously bigger <laughs> uh, but yeah there was an actual bit of competition between most of the cast and i think i think that works well especially like where there are scenes where clearly arnold's team does not like Carl Weathers' team, uh, Carl, Carl Weathers' uh, character, Dylan. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes sense because he's CIA. They don't really trust him. It's very sketchy what they're going in for and stuff like that. So I think it works. It works well for this movie. I think for th- maybe that part only. I mm. just feel like they're not cohesive at all. Mm, okay. Which to me doesn't make sense. Yeah. Because they're a team. Okay. But it, it might as well be mm. like the 1987 version of Suicide Squad. Seriously, it fucking is. <laughs> Dying left and right and shit. Yeah. Um, so what did you what do you think of the the action? 
how can you not like the action? That was fucking fantastic. I know. Um, Any, anything in particular that you're like, that, that's a good one? or I just thought the, the swimming was interesting. We I know that's not necessarily action, but... Um, <laughs> oh, when Arnold's like the screen thrown into the water. When he swims the- through the water and he comes up onto the, the mud and I'm uh, like, that just looks weird. Well, how does it look weird? I don't know, because he's, like, shoving his face into the mud. And then he's, like, bleh, like, coming out of the uh, water. He's yeah. just, like, overdramatic. No, yeah, he has to make sure he gets his body covered. I know. I mean, when you get when you, when you you fall in the mud, don't you get up like that? Just drag your body <laughs> first, <laughs> then get up? That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really like Arnold Schwarzenegger, mm. um, the action with him at the end with uh, the Predator. Oh, the final fight? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that scene is like it's very like bare roots. Like he had, he's had, he he's had like the, him and the team has had these weapons, these bullets, grenades, and whatever to like take out this creature and failed miserably. And he had to like go down to basics to actually like actually be a challenge towards him, tor- towards the predator. And it and it's like when it goes into the first predator movie. I'm at the first predator movie. I'm sorry, prey. Where it's about like strategy and stuff like that, and like being able, like knowing that this thing is bigger than you, so therefore you gotta like think smart mm. as opposed to like going head first. Like there's like there's been this whole argument about like oh I in terms of it with prey, of like oh I can't see a, I can't see myself that type of person like defeating the the predator right yeah, and they, they're just thinking like oh because Arnold was so big, but if if y'all remember Arnold got his ass handed to him when he like went toe to toe. The predator just kept beating the living shit out of him. He had like he, he even he ran away. Yeah. Um, also, the way he was using like mm. just the vegetation and like things around him to make weapons and traps and stuff. Yeah, yeah, like the spears and stuff like that. It yeah. also reminded me of a movie we saw maybe a year ago. Okay. I don't remember what it was called, but there was like a guy who knew how to use like from being in the military a way mm. to like. If you set, if you step on the trap or whatever, this thing comes out and like spears you, like slingshot. Yeah, it's 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 ringing a bell, but it's I can't like, remember what movie it was. I, th- I swear it had like Ben Affleck or something. Mm. But it was like the captain or whoever was in the military taught the good guy how to do it, mm-hmm. and then the good guy ended up getting him because he had turned bad. It's it's ringing a bell, but I can't exactly remember what movie that that is. Okay. But you know what it is. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it exists. I know it exists. Okay. I'm not crazy. <laughs> um, although that connection between <laughs> Wild, Wild, Wild West. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh, like one like one of the one of the big action set pieces that I love, because it's like it's it it's it's one movie and then it really shifts to another movie. Um is when the Arnold's team go into this camp and just starts taking everybody out, right? Uh-huh. Like it's and that's pure muscle action, just do 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 and everything like that. But it's like so cool and so like well shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it like like in any other movie that that would have been like the climactic battle, right? Like, yeah. Oh shit, they took out everybody. Yeah. Credits start rolling, but it's like oh no no. That's just the beginning. Yeah, this is the beginning. Like, yeah, we know they're badasses, but they're not that much of a badass compared to like this this creature. And well, shit. also it's funny because they're like, they're like, yeah, the um, the hostages are all dead anyway, so who gives a fuck? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, 
I guess that was convenient writing, if you want to think about yeah, it. But it, it works anyway. Yeah, it was. And the fact that, like, the hostages weren't who they said they were. They were. It was, like, this whole, like, setup that Dylan had did uh, with the team and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things that this movie is actually well known for, despite it being from 1987, is the, um, the special effects. Like, the design. Not only the design of the Predator but the camouflage effect, which, Mm -hmm. uh, from my understanding, had not been done at that time. Mm -hmm. Uh, What did you think about that? Like, let's start with the the design of the creature. I thought it was badass. Mm -hmm. I couldn't help but think that maybe it was a little bit insensitive because it's basically depicting, like, a black man as a monster because of the dreads and shit. Yeah, I've, I've heard that joke well, before. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't, I'm not saying it as oh, a joke. joke. Yeah, I yeah, think no, they did that, that shit on purpose. Or they don't... Not yeah. that they did it on purpose, but they may, might not have realized they were doing it. Yeah, I get that. I, I honestly don't think that, like... Because Stan Winston... Stan Winston, the... He was, like... He's, like, a legendary creature designer. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that... I, I don't exactly know the stories behind it, but I feel like he, that wasn't intentional to have that connection yeah. to it. He probably just thought, like, oh, this is, looks this looks fucking cool. Let's admit yeah. add this to it. I heard a story... Um... I did. Hear, there was an interview I saw with Stan Winston. He was actually talking about the mandibles on the predator's face, mm-hmm. which is like very iconic. Um, he was on an airplane, and I think James Cameron was on the plane mm-hmm. with him, and saw Stan Winston like drawing, like trying to get this creature design right. And he looked over. And he was like, "You know, it'd probably be cool if you put mandibles on it." And Stan Winston was like, "Oh, that's okay. Cool, cool, cool." And then, like, when James Cameron, like, goes away, he, he like, you see him drawing it, like, shit, that's actually a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what did you think of the, the special effects? Like, the, oh, the, the camouflage? camouflage? Yeah. I, I know that it's a little dated, especially with the flashing eyes part. Yeah. But, honestly, I was really impressed, actually. Yeah. Like, that they could do that, and it and honestly doesn't look bad still. It's a little tiny bit dated, but not too bad. It doesn't take you out of it at all. So the the way how they got the way how they're able to do the invisibility cloak um, is uh, so this is from the IMDb page. The invisibility visibility cloak effect was achieved with a bright red suit because it was the farthest opposite of the green jungle and the blue of the sky, the size of the predator. The red was removed with a chroma key with chroma key techniques, leaving an empty area. The take was then repeated without the actors using 30% wider wider lens on the camera. When the two takes were combined optically, the jungle from the second take filled the empty uh, area. Because the second take was filmed with a wider lens, a vague outline of the alien could be seen with the background scenery bending around its shape. So it, that's like no computers. It was like fucking trick with a camera and shit like yeah. that. Yeah. Which, which I think is totally fucking badass that's cool um yeah growing up because i remember watching this movie when i was like maybe like eight or nine years old this movie traumatized the fuck out of me <laughs> of course it was actually I, it might have been seven i might have been seven or six i remember i was out i was living out in la when i saw this movie i had nightmares of the predator coming after me right mm-hmm. for years i think i eventually stopped having nightmares when i was like in my teens of that creature but yeah like this thing about it you're like running away from this creature and obviously like the idea of like well the predator's not going to attack you if you don't have a weapon that when you're dreaming we have nightmares 
that's all thrown out the fucking window. Uh-huh. Just like in Predator 2, that's all shit's all thrown out the fucking window. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it took years for me to like get over that fear. And it's so funny because that fear really led to my love for this franchise. Like I can't Oh, because it's it's this whole thing that kind of feeds too into like how Freddy was really scary when we were little. Mm-hmm. And then it was kind of a joke anyways. Even the Predator held up way better. Yeah. But I'm saying like then all of a sudden it switched and it's all this fucking teeny bopper like fucking horror jump scare shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um and and honestly, it's it's why it's why it's one of the reasons why I like still love Predator. I still enjoy Predator too, even though it's very sloppy. Um, I think Predators is a very good underrated sequel to Predator. Um, I've heard people say like Predators is bad. Like I enjoy Predators. Like um, in preparation for this pot for this episode, uh, Kels- I had Kelsey watch Predator, Predator Two, Predators, and we are already seeing the Predator. Yeah, and um, I did not want to we didn't want revisit to that. Yeah, and I, I told her, I was like, You're, we don't have to watch AVP because just no. We're just not doing that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, no, for Prey. And even like rewatching these movies, I, I, like I said, I still enjoy, I still love Predator. I still enjoy Predator 2. I still enjoy Predators. I saw a honest trailer of The Predator, mm-hmm. and that just made me hate it even more. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, like I'm so fascinated with like this whole franchise and everything. Like I've read some of the comics. I actually really enjoy the AVP, the in the comic form. Mm-hmm. I you know, um, and just is that re- is that better than the movie? And versus the Predator? Oh yeah, it's way better. Like there's this uh, there is this woman. I can't remember her name. Um, she actually becomes one of the trusted warriors of the Outcha. Oh, okay. Because she is so fucking good. And she, and she actually looks pretty fucking badass. Hmm. Um, I they, think we do also need to address Predators mm-hmm. 2. Oh, absolutely. For uh, for James. Oh, yeah. For, oh, yeah, my buddy James mm-hmm. Zeus. Okay, what did you, what did you want to address with Predator Predator 2? Um, I love that movie. Do you? Yes. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Why? Okay. And I and it I can't say I love it more or less than Predator because it's an entirely different movie. Yeah, it, it, it's a, it's still a somewhat basic premise. There's an alien. It's a predator. It's hunting people, but like it's just there, there's a there's more that's been added on to it. Mm-hmm. More of like and some taken away. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I like it because it it's dumb. It I is. I love the movie because I'm like. Okay, it almost plays to me like, uh, like, um, Streets of Rage. Okay, I can see that. You know? Yeah, I can definitely see <laughs> you that. You end up in the penthouse, and there's, like, a girl with, like, big boobs. It's just like, ah, crying yeah, everywhere. Like, yeah. And then now you're in the alley. Yeah. And now you're in a warehouse. Yeah. Now you're in a sewer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Streets of Rage, or what's it called? Uh, Final Fight. Like, those kind, of, those type of, like, brawlers and shit mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, I can see, totally see they that. They should make a Streets of Rage Predator crossover. <laughs> like, fucking brawler. I, there, I mean, there, there is the the Predator, um, there is the Alien versus Predator Brawler arcade that came mm. out, um, I think like mid to late nineties. Um, I know. Do you remember seeing me play it? 
remember remember the arcade the arcade festival we used to go to and uh i didn't see you play that oh okay yeah they, they, they there's an actually brawler version of alien versus predator and one of the characters i think his name is either john or dutch and it's supposed to be like the arnold schwarzenegger type character he mm-hmm. actually looks like arnold schwarzenegger mm-hmm. and he's even like part robot Oh my god! No, <laughs> yeah. they need to do it right with you know, make it like Streets of Rage and uh, make it be the detective like going uh, through the city and yeah. like yeah. All right. Or you could play as his partner. Or you could play as mm-hmm. um. What's who's the one guy that was in the movie? Bill Paxton. Yeah. Oh yeah. You could play as him. I can see that. Or the yeah. girl. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Um. So. <laughs> <laughs> can you go a little further why you love predator too um i kind of like that it's like yeah you're still in the jungle mm-hmm. the jungle of like steel and concrete know, concrete right? jungle yeah um so i like that and mm-hmm. like it, it because it's so close quarters and things can be hiding around the corner it's yeah. kind of different being in the bushes i think mm-hmm. so i kind of like that and the whole how the fuck did he get out of the room how did he get <laughs> yeah, into the exactly, room like yeah. um and of course like i feel like the catchphrases are on point in predator but in predators too it's just a lot of like swearing and like what the fuck <laughs> yeah like, yeah there's there's not a whole lot of yeah like where where the first predator where they took where there was a lot of things to like fun wise you know that was to love about the first predator it's like almost like non-existent in predator 2 it's more just like gory and and bloody and like violent there are times where like danny glover's character might say something but it's more of the vulgarity of like get the fuck out of my face or yeah but that's why i like it yeah (laughs) that's why i like it (laughs) because danny glover is this old man already and Uh, he's all like sweating yeah he's like sweating like crazy and he's like man i don't know what the fuck is going on like <laughs> yeah. and he's just yelling and you're like yeah cocaine and i'm like <laughs> I, I i do like the fact that that he's like going after this thing mm. like they're like in the first predator arnold schwarzenegger it's like in camouflage he's like hiding he's like trying to be like like strategically like go after him stuff like that and in predator 2 where there's the confrontation danny glover just like Blam! Just blows the door open. He's like, "Here I am. Where are you, motherfucker?" And just like, do 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 do, just like just shooting and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. And he's kind of like getting away with like the skin of his teeth, like the fact that he got blasted in the chest, but he mm-hmm. had a, he had a essentially like a metal vest on. Yeah. And then he just happened to have like the shotgun to shoot the predator, and the, and he's wounded enough. The predator is like, "Oh shit, I have to get away." So now he's like, "No, I'm coming after your ass now because you killed my friend." That's the other thing, too, where they were trying to stay away from the Predator or, mm-hmm. like, try to be smart and yeah. Predator. Mm-hmm. Predators, too, is just Danny Glover, like, going through the city, not even trying to hide. Like, yeah, exactly. Just, where the fuck are you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so, okay, with, with that being said. Also, the girl was badass. Uh, the uh, actress, right? Mm-hmm. Who was in uh, Predators Two? Predator Two, Predator Two. Or hi, hi, what was the title? How you say the title of it? Of uh, this episode, Predator. Predator Two. Um, let me find the act, the actress's name because I want to give her mad props. Yeah. Um, her name is. Ooh, damn! She looked good in this picture. Okay, Maria uh, Concita Alonso. I've seen her before in a bunch of other stuff. I just, it's, oh, and I remember, um, 
The Running Man. That's right. She mm. was, that was a great movie, too. Another great Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. <laughs> um, you sure it wasn't Twins? <sighs> Yo, that might be your favorite, but like, whatever. <laughs> I don't remember that movie very well. I just remember Hawaiian shirts and white pants. You know they've been trying to make a sequel for like decades now? Really? Yeah, where they found out that there's they have another brother, and it's Eddie Murphy. What? Yeah, they've been trying to get that off the ground for decades. Oh my god. Does Eddie Murphy even want to do that? I mean, at the time, he was doing anything, but now, ever since, uh, ever since, uh, what's it called? Um, ever since Come to America, and what was the other movie he did that we, we did a review of? Um, I keep wanting to say Black Dynamite, but not Black Dynamite. No, it was like something, it had um, Gary Busey in it. Gary Busey in it. What's the old movie with them? No, 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 no. I'm talking about. I'm talking about the. I'm talking about Eddie Murphy's recent movies. Um, what's it called? Uh, Dolomite. Daryl. Dolomite's my name. Oh, and Dreamgirls. He's kind of like. He's yeah. He's not really doing a whole lot. Yeah. Oh, now I remember. It's called. Tri- it's supposed to be called Triplets. <laughs> Jules and Vincent Benedict discovered they have a third sibling. It's it. <laughs> Tracy Morgan's supposed to be in it. They apparently they have writers for it already. That's funny. I mean, they're all still alive, so they could probably do it. Um, <laughs> You're like, he hasn't done anything since, and I'm thinking, since what? Casper 2? <laughs> or Casper... Eddie Murphy did like a Casper movie. It was really bad. You're talking about the Haunted Mansion? That's a Haunted Mansion movie. It's Casper to me. <laughs> it was really bad. Yeah, he's done those. He did those for a while. Um... <laughs> I was gonna get it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So since so since you've now have watched Predator, Predator Two, Predators, The Predator, and Prey, do you have like a list of like which is your favorite, like top, you know, first, second, third, fourth, fifth? You know? No. Really, you don't really have an order of like which is better. Mm-mm, because I like them all for different reasons. Even the Predator. No, fuck that one. Okay, all right. <laughs> Throw that out. It's like the... if they were all in my hand, you know, like if it was all like pieces of food out of oh, yeah, there, and there's one. like maybe like a pebble, and I just flick that yeah. off. I'm like, oh, okay. That's not even a pebble. That's Eat like the a, rest. That's a dead fly coming yeah. in shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. Yeah, I, I can't like Predator, obviously classic. Mm. Predators too, dumb fun. Like, mm. and I love Danny Glover. Yeah. And then, Prey is like amazing. And what about uh, Predators? Predators. You know, I will put that one a, a step below the other three. Uh, so you would get Predator, Predator 2, Prey? Yeah, Is all three of those are at the same oh, okay. same level. Oh, okay. And then, and, then, and then Predators is like a little bit lower than that. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's, that's, that's fair. Um, kind of... <sighs> That's a kind of. I know. I, I, I'm. I'm gonna have you watch those ABP movies because I really want to get your take on them. I know. I think you're kind of afraid I'll like them more, like how I liked Aliens Three. You know what? Alien Three. It has its. It has its benefits, but like <laughs> I rewatched a. I watched Alien vs Predator Requiem about two weeks ago, and fuck that movie. <laughs> I fucking hate that goddamn movie. Um, well, for me, it's like. I you know I, I feel like I'm kind of saying both because like they have they have their benefits. Yeah, they all are great yeah. in their own ways, yeah. and they don't do the same thing, even though it's the same. It's the, it's a franchise. Yeah, it's like a, but it's a really different take on the franchise. Mm-hmm. I I remember watching Predators and really love again theaters because I was like, yes, this is like not so the first one. It works out so well. Mm-hmm. I was not one of those people who didn't 
like when when Adrian Brody was cast as the lead, a lot of people gave him shit because he's like this skinny ass dude and everything, right? But he put on like twenty five pounds of muscle. Um, I think I really like how he took out that predator that um, I, I think it's called like an advanced predator. Um, where he uses like speed and strategy and agility to like take out the creature, which mm-hmm. it makes complete sense given his size. That's what I'm saying too. Like, mm-hmm. there's a reason why they cast him. Yeah, and it wasn't a big buff guy because they're not agile; they're just a big lunk. Yeah, yeah. Um, <sighs> all right, we got a couple more minutes. Did you want to get back to the discussion about honor among the Yaucha if that you didn't sense it and everything, or are you kind of just okay with that? I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I I um I think I got my point across to you. Oh yeah, and yeah. like I was yeah. finally I, when we were talking in the variety time segment mm-hmm. is when I f- finally said it the way I meant it, which was mm-hmm. just that it's a different. Um, it, they they're just different. There's different Inter- sports. Yeah, and I just don't think, and they all have like different um, personalities in the different movies, so it's hard to get a yeah. a handle. Yeah, yeah. And here's the thing. And I I guess I'm kind of coming from like a person who's like read the comic and actually like got into the lore that like they're, they're, these creatures are about honor, but they are, there are creatures that, there are yauchos or predators who aren't about honor, who are like, just like, just like regular people. You know, there are people like who hunt for honor or or who hunt for trophies or who hunt just to be fucking savages. I think if you really want to explain them better, mm-hmm. it's just hard because they don't speak. Yeah. And I can't feel anything from them. I get you. But man. if you really want to equate them to anything as mm. far as honor goes in mm. sport, well, what about the... Um, I know you're going to... I can't remember, but what what was Worf? Oh, a Klingon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can see that. Except they can talk and they have personalities, but yeah. like only the main characters had personalities, and then mm. the rest of them were just like we live by a code. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're right, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Yachos are Klingons. They are. <laughs> <On> the <seven>. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, anything else? No. No. All right, folks. So that's going to be our episode uh, for this week. Sorry for. Our tardiness. Our tardiness. Our tardiness. Our tardiness. Um, I came up with some issues with the laptop that I use uh, for like the editing. Uh-huh. Uh, the battery expanded to the point where I thought it was going to explode. And it actually was splitting your laptop apart. Yeah. And I and Kelsey and I were trying to get the, the editing software on my work laptop, and we kept getting hiccups on that. But... You know, eventually we got it working because we're recording an episode. Um, and also, I had an awful, awful fucking week. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, like I said, once again, I want to thank everybody for joining us on this week's show. Uh, we especially like to thank the folks over at Your Entertainment Corner for hosting this podcast on their website. Uh, for all your film news, TV news, and reviews, check out yourentertainmentcorner.com. Uh, you can find this podcast on all podcast catchers. We're all over the place. Blah, 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 blah. um next week uh we are going to oh i want to find the year correctly okay so next week uh we are going to be reviewing um the latest a24 produced film which is called bodies 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 Mm -hmm. which is currently in theaters um and with that we are going to we're going to touch on a classic, a cult classic. 
Mm-hmm. And this is, I think this is one of the movies that's on the list of movies that Kelsey needs to watch, which is 1995's Kids. Um, whew, yeah, that's, that's something that uh, our kids cannot be in the same room as we watch. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're going to be we're going to be reviewing that. Um Think about it it's not really streaming anywhere you can find it to watch for free on youtube it's got to do a little bit of searching or you get you get to hit up uh torrance california mm-hmm. to uh to get your your legal wink wink copy <laughs> of kids um so yeah we're gonna be reviewing that uh the terpic for that week's show is uh generational doom yeah a lot of doom and gloom uh, you said doom and gloom, and I thought I'm automatically of the Pokemon gloom. What does that What does that Pokemon look like? Kind of like a a fungus flower. Ew. Okay. Yeah. What noise does it make? Does it go gloom? Gloom. Yes, it does. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I bet you anything. If I saw that Pokemon, I'd be like, oh yeah, I know that. I can relate. <laughs>